1: we return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office?
0: Yeah, Digitex does that.
1: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 check. Chris Gardner on the ones and twos there, keeping you all engaged in tonight's Lightning and Oilers contest. 5.30 face-off, 4 o'clock pregame show. And it's a big one. Boy, is it ever. As they begin probably the toughest road trip of the year, I'm going to see whether John Shannon feels the same way momentarily. But first, I got to remind you that Royal Pizza is pizza, it's pasta. And so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. All right, John Shannon. Appreciate you jumping on board. Uh, as always, Mondays and Wednesdays for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Well, I want to get John.
0: into. Go, go, go ahead, Brendan. I want to get in that Legacy commercial, that <laughs> new commercial with the. I like that one. That's a good one. They have I, done it. I want to get. I want to get in on that one. That's a good one every one of those
1: commercials at some point has haunted me in, in a sleep or a nap or they, they they have done an incredible job. It's old school radio to me that they've got these infectious jingles coming back. I love that. Yeah, so, love so hey, what do you think? Is this, is this the biggest road trip of the season just given the caliber of opponent and where they stand in the East right now?
0: Uh, I would say yes, but then remember the last one they went through to the East, you know, that it was... It was just as difficult, but certainly when you put the two Florida teams in Carolina, arguably the three best teams in hockey right now, other than Colorado, uh, when you put them uh, on, your, on your schedule, it's, it's gotta be tough. Uh, and, and it really, it really uh, underlines the importance of tonight, making sure you get the road trip off to a great start. If you lose tonight in Tampa, and you have Florida and Carolina to come, uh, that's not the greatest state of mind to, to go through those first three games. Are you
1: of the opinion that because Tampa's been sitting idle for the last seven days and the Oilers have played three games within that time period, that maybe Edmonton might have the juices going a little bit earlier?
0: Well, I, I, my answer to you is maybe simply because we're talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have played more hockey in the last two years than any other team in the game. Uh, when you consider that they've gone farther in playoffs than any other team, and probably no team deserves seven days off more than the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, but it, it, it is rust versus rest? Uh, that's a That's a really important and interesting question. Um, I, I think you could approach it from either side. If, if I'm the Edmonton Oilers, I'm just relieved that I've gotten through those five games in seven days. I've got a day in the sun yesterday uh, because they left early for Florida, uh, and perhaps they're in a better state uh, because of that. But uh, I, would, I, I, I really wouldn't put anything past the Lightning because they're that good. Yeah, and, and
1: finally an opportunity to practice once again with Jay Woodcroft and there's something to be said for having the time as, as he talked about uh, in the audio vault, John, just having the time to, to further massage in these ideas, the strategies that he's trying to get these players to buy into. It's one thing to do it on the bench in the heat of a game and I'm sure it's another to have been at Amelie Arena yesterday and, and to have actually gotten a full skate under them and, and, and in preparation.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. You know, and and let's face it, I think that when you looked at other teams that made coaching changes, and really the one that comes to mind is Bruce Boudreaux, is how many days did the Canucks have off because of COVID before Christmas, after Bruce took over in the second week of December. Uh, So from from that perspective, uh, I do think that the the possibility of having a practice here or there, and with this darn compacted schedule and basically a game every second day, it's gonna be difficult for Jay and his staff. That said, um, there are enough guys that played in Bakersfield uh, at least a small number of played in Bakersfield that understand Jay's approach already and and that could be u- viewed as an asset. How long in your opinion John does the, the new coach bump typically
1: last? Is is I guess there's no finite science to it of course, but is it something that you might see conclude at the beginning of a road trip or is there, you know, an inside 10 games or is it really circumstantial?
0: Well, I think it's probably more circumstantial than anything, but I've always looked at the magic 10 game mark, and, and perhaps that's because most teams go in 10 game increments, but uh, to me it's, you know, can you get that that quick bump from your coach for to get you over that first 10 game hump? I mean, remember back to the change with Ken Hitchcock, I, I think they went 9-1-1 in their first 11, uh, that got them back into some level of contention of the playoffs. Uh, for for a certain period of time, uh, so I, I would I would say it's about 10 games, yes. And I, but at the same time, when I mean, when you look at the teams that Edmonton played, uh, they they met the right group of of teams at that point. Most of them were non-playoff teams, and it created uh, some some positive vibes for the organization over that period of time. Uh, And, you know, the Minnesota game on the weekend was probably the first disappointment because it was such a tough opponent. So, and put that in the 10 games, the team is still in pretty good shape when you consider how well they've played since Jay took over. Yeah,
1: Brian Lawton was saying you just write that loss to Minnesota off considering the fifth game in seven days. Bit of a reality check there, though, just in terms of how well things had been going in the five
0: previous games to know that, in fact, they are not invincible with the new head coach. Yeah, you're probably right. But at the same time, you know, I talked to a couple of people within the organization this morning about it, is that, um, you, you know, sometimes other teams, they're better. You know, Minnesota's, uh, Minnesota right now is a better team than the Edmonton Oilers. You, you may not like it, but it's a fact. Uh, Minnesota is one of the best stories in hockey this year. Uh, and, and right now that they they're playing a better brand than a lot of teams in the NHL. So from that perspective I you know, I, I I didn't really feel too much angst about the Oilers losing that game. Chatting with our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating
1: and Cooling. The team has some extra cap space right now, John, uh, because of all the injuries that have gone on. and It looks like that might stand to, to hold up for their, it, long enough that they could make another addition here. And I don't know that that was the case last week or the week before, but can you see a situation where the goaltending is addressed slash upgraded in some manner? before the deadline now knowing that it's not necessarily as tight cap wise as it was before
0: uh, uh, yeah. the, the answer could be yes but you, you, give me a name it's tough right give the, me a, the market doesn't make any sense for it no it do, no it doesn't uh, I mean you can sit here and, and yell Marc-Andre Fleury all you want but you know, you know, the the stars would have to be aligned almost perfectly for somebody like Fleury to become an Edmonton Oiler, um, and, and I'm not I'm not sure they can be aligned perfectly. Uh, and, and so, it, it, is there going to have to be a three-way deal somehow, some way um, that it, the Oilers end up with someone else's goaltender? Who knows? I, I just I just don't think there's an answer to it. Uh, I don't think there's an easy, quick answer to that problem. Talk about defensemen? Yeah, different. Maybe a forward? Yeah, different. Although, I mean, maybe they made their move with Evander Kane now, and they're they're worried about the blue line and and goaltending. But uh, the, the goaltending one, to me, everybody says, well, you know, they have to upgrade on in goal, and you know, at this point, you, you know, most people are probably right. But give me a name that makes sense, both long and short term. And I i don't think there is one out there. Yeah,
1: and that's but the problem right now is you've got a situation where because you've let the coach go midseason and because you've brought in Evander Kane, it looks like the push is for right now. but. There isn't a goaltender for right now, so that sort of leaves you with Mike Smith and the hope that the team playing better defensively in front of them will help Smith regain some of the form that the team grew accustomed to last year as well. It's got to be a symbiotic relationship, and frankly, especially against Minnesota, it didn't look like one. Smith was hung out to dry by the team again.
0: Yeah, yeah. uh, Although, I mean, I you know was every goal not his fault? I don't. I don't necessarily buy that. Listen, it's it's it, it's just not it, it's not a very pleasant topic right now it, it's not and and uh, you know the fact that mike gets a chance to in tampa tonight you know could be you, you could view it uh, from one side of the coin saying it's a great thing for mike to get back on his horse or you can say oh my goodness here they go again right right now that's the, that's the biggest issue and how, how to fix it uh, and and i don't think there as i said i don't think there's an easy or quick answer because what you don't want to do Um, you don't want to do is you don't want to cost yourself the future i mean and that becomes a big challenge and that's a big challenge for every manager but i think that's a huge challenge for kenny holland right now
1: well look at what's going on in toronto and that they've brought in two goaltenders in the off season and it looked like it was a stable situation for a long period of time and now i flip on siriusxm radio and all they're talking about (laughs) is how all of a sudden jack campbell can't carry the load and peter morazic's never been the answer and it doesn't make any sense there either but they're not, they, they don't have a solution directly either. It's like, oh, well, should they get in on the flurry train? Well, how are they going to possibly fit that under the cap? So the fact that the only available goaltender, John, costs seven plus million dollars a season. I think
0: that's messing with a lot of teams, not just Edmonton. And he gets to choose. Right. You know, and he gets to choose. So whether it's to go back to Pittsburgh, whether it's to go back, go to Washington, the arch rival of the Penguins, whether it's to go to Colorado, whether it's to go to Toronto. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury is is the master of his own fate. And and you, and you have to understand it. Again, that's one of the five stars that has to be aligned in order to make it perfect. So it's it's, it's one of the, and, and by the way, by the way, Is there a guarantee that Marc-Andre Fleury is the answer? You know, it's funny, on our podcast, uh, Brendan, we've, we've talked about when you make trades at this time of year, it's for depth. It's always for depth. The depth trades make teams better. Trading for stars, history tells you, doesn't necessarily work. Uh, By my recollection, and you you correct me if I'm wrong, and I know the listeners will, the last time a frontline goaltender was traded to a team that thought they were in contention might have been Ryan Miller from Buffalo to St. Louis. And it was a disaster, an ultimate disaster, because Miller didn't understand how they played defense, didn't understand the system, and the players didn't understand Miller. And Ryan Miller's stay in St. Louis lasted, I think, 18 games. So there's huge risk when you're talking about star players and huge risk when you're talking about star goaltenders. So for my money, again, I I don't know what the answer is there unless between now and the 21st, somebody's able to cook the books and find a way to get a three-way deal, somebody needs somebody, goaltender becomes available, Kenny can help out there and something happens. Because I, th- I, I, I actually believe this year there are going to be more three-way deals than ever before at the trade deadline because of cap compliance and issues when it comes to a flat cap next year. Well,
1: that's going to make trade deadline day uh, as exciting hard. as it's it is. It's going to make it hard. But exciting, I hope. That isn't just a bunch of rumors filled with absolutely
0: nothing. Well, well no, but I think what it's going to do is I, th- I think it's going to extend it for weeks. I think we're going to start seeing three-way deals occur. Uh, because they take longer to take, they take longer to to, uh, uh, to to come to fruition, and, and you, you know you you can't at two o'clock start doing a three-way deal with with two other managers. It's difficult, so you're going to have to take time to negotiate situations. That's what Steve Iserman did last year. He had put things in place, and just in case you want this guy, I'm happy to help, that type of thing, and and, and it worked out. Uh, And I can see that happening again with certain teams who have, uh, you know, hordes of cap space.
1: Uh, A couple quick questions here to wrap up with our NHL Insider today. And I don't believe that we've had a chance to speak, certainly you and I haven't, since the Canadian women took the gold medal in Beijing and... and Just what a performance by Marie-Philippe Poulen. Once again, greatest women's hockey player, I think, at this point, as far as clutch goes, and it's hard for me to believe that there's some people out there who don't understand what clutch is or that clutch is a thing, but maybe it's never been encapsulated more than Marie-Philippe Poulen. How much of it did you get to watch and take in, and what did you think?
0: I watched every game, every minute. you could see her growing uh, on the ice uh, as the games got more important uh you certainly saw her leadership from the first game on brendan uh and and which is what she what which which is truly amazing i was in vancouver in 2010 when uh, marie philippe was an 18 year old um and was uh, the young phenom um similar to what we're, t- we're seeing with sarah filier now uh as an 18 year old and so here's here is uh, Marie Philippe Pelan, who just seems to score big goals at big times. You know, she's uh, is is she uh, is she our female answer to Justin Williams? Uh, maybe, you know, <laughs> Mister Game Seven. Yeah. You know, that's all he did was score big goals all the time. But you know, her 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 skating is phenomenal. The way she thinks the game to me is remarkable i just want you and I know we've got to go quickly but I just want to take you back to after the Americans made it three to two in the gold medal game uh, she took the face off and rather than bringing rather than pushing the puck or pulling the puck back to her defenseman or to a winger she pushed the puck into the American zone where there was no player playing which killed seven of the 13 seconds and it was a brilliant, simple, smart hockey move. And that takes Moxie, too. She thinks the game well. Her, she, her skill level is phenomenal. Uh, to me, she's, uh, she's the ultimate five-tool player in the women's game been a treat to watch
1: her in the best-on-best best competitions. How likely, in your opinion, in a minute or so, are we to see a men's best-on-best? Best? If it's a World Cup in 2024, if it's the Olympics in 2026, do you get the sense that with the amount of planning that they could do in the next two years, that there's a strong likelihood of a World Cup or some kind of competition
0: of that ilk? We're going to get both. We're going to get the World Cup in 24, and we're going to get the best-on-best best at the Olympics in 2026. In Cartino, Milan, Italy. Absolutely. We're going to get both. Remember, the the CBA got extended to the summer of 26, which means that the uh, agreement with the NHL and the Players Association is, if the players want to go, we will let them go. And that's going to happen because I think the players looked at the tournament now, this last tournament, and said, we could have gone. No players got quarantined badly. We could have been there. So I think in their hearts and their minds, now they know they have to go to the games in Italy.
1: John, thanks as always for the insight. Enjoy the rest of your week, okay? Cheers. John Shannon, our NHL insider for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no interest and no payments for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. Brendan Escott here. I'll be back to wrap up the show. Might have time for a couple of your text messages here when we return.
0: Hydromatic.
1: Ultramatic. Woo! Why
0: well, could be Grease Lightning? Grease Lightning. So
1: we'll get some overhead lifters and four bell quads. Oh yeah.
0: Keep talking, we'll
1: keep talking. Fuel injection cut off and chrome plated rods, oh yeah. All right, Grease Lightning. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Yeah, That's all good. Hey, Connor. Connor's centering Ryan McLeod and Zach Hyman tonight. That's the first line. Leon Dreisaitl between Kyler Yamamoto and Evander Kane. Ryan Nugent Hopkins centering Derek Ryan and Warren Fogle. And then I would assume that the other two forwards would be Devon Shore and Tyler Benson. Uh, Colton Sevier was at practice as well, but um, Jay Woodcroft confirmed it's eleven and seven once again tonight. So here's your seven D: Nurse and Bouchard, William Laguson, Cody Cece, Marcus Nimalinen and Tyson Berry, and then Philip Broberg. Is your seventh? Mike Smith will get the start in goal as Edmonton goes for its first win in Tampa since 2009. It's an 11-day road trip, five games and it starts tonight. 5.30 puck drop, 4 o'clock face-off show on 6.30 chat. This day in Oilers history is brought to you by New West Travel. Looking for a great Oilers road trip? You can fly non-stop to uh, Nashville with Flair Airlines to watch the Oilers play the Preds for only $1,750. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. We'll head back to 1994. That was uh, my birth year. Zdeno Seeger has four to lead Edmonton to a 6-3 win over the Leafs at Northlands. The Oilers scored three unanswered goals in the third period, clinching their 16th win of the season. Igor Kravchuk, Mike Stapleton, and Jason Arnott also put up multi-point efforts on this day in 1994. This Day in Oilers History brought to you by New West Travel. Again, that great Oilers road trip heading to Nashville with Flair Airlines. Watch the Oilers take on the Preds for only $1,750. Call New West Travel or go online at Travel. Dot com. It is The Bolts tonight, and then a couple days off. Not a bad place to have a couple days to spend. They'll be in uh, Sunrise, Florida tomorrow and Friday. We'll be live, of course, teeing up weekend action, and Bob should be in the host chair tomorrow. I've got to figure he'll be back. He'll be on the call tonight With Cam Moon at 5.30. And then you get the matinees Saturday and Sunday. If you're an early riser, well, here's your opportunity. First in the east, though, Florida is right now. So that's going to be a tough one to begin it on Saturday. And then Sunday, you get Carolina at 11 o'clock in the morning. Ched time, too. Traditionally, those matinees haven't necessarily gone very well for the Oilers, but they've also been in Florida for a couple of days already now. And by the weekend, we'll have four, you know, four or five days. So uh, there you have it. <laughs> Just looking at the text line here. Brendan, I wish you'd talk for, for a minute with the same excitement about my neighbors. Lisa DeJong, ranked number one. In the world for snowboarding, off to the Paralympics. All the best luck to Lisa DeJong representing. I assume Melinda lives in Edmonton. Appreciate the text. Keep it locked on 6.30, Chad. Tomorrow, we've got Sportsnet colour analyst Louis DeBrusque and Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network and ESPN for Canadian Power Pack. Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Up next, Eileen Bell's got your headlines. Rob Breckenridge will take over from 2 to 3 and then shorter 6.30, Ched Afternoons with Ted Henley. Hockey takes over at 4. Brendan Escott here. So long. Thanks for listening.